All right. It's Monday, and it's the CXM experience. I'm Grad Khan, CXO at Sprinkler. I'm here with Neha, our breath yogi. Hi, Neha. So today's going to be, we're going to start off with some pretty serious stuff to kind of get the ball rolling uh, because it's just impossible to ignore uh, the events in India. And so I, I want to I talk about that a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about what we're doing for our employees in India. And of course, a really important part of the Sprinkler family. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about challenge of leadership in these kinds of times. And then uh, I think we want to you know, get some inspiration and some some thinking about how people can work through these very challenging times. So for those of you who may not know, India is in the midst of a COVID crisis like no other country's ever seen. Uh, they've just posted a world record number of COVID cases and oxygen is, is running out in most of the major cities. Uh, as of, this is a a Reuters article from April 22nd, so this uh, a few days ago, the tally was 314,000 infections on the Thursday, the 22nd. Uh, so more than 300,000 infections a day, and that's what they're measuring. It's probably four times that because they're obviously not testing everybody. Uh, hospitals are full. They're running out of oxygen. Doctors are advising patients to stay at home. Uh, crematoriums are are building funeral pyres in their parking lots wow. and running twenty four seven. So there are no beds, no oxygen, and uh, it's a very very challenging time uh, for all of our friends uh, in India. So um, I want to talk a little bit about. So obviously, we we have a a very important part of our company is in India, and some great friends of mine and um, some fantastic. Uh, sprinklerites are there, uh, so our hearts go out to them, and we're we feel for them. Um, we're here for them. Uh, at Sprinkler, we believe that um, we operate as a family, so we definitely are are in family mode for sure. Uh, I'm not going to go into details in the public forum, but we had a, an emergency town hall this morning uh, for all the employees uh, in the affected area and the whole executive leadership team was on and we talked through a bunch of measures to uh, help our employees help work with them but a big part of it was how do we support each other and how do we help each other uh, through these these times and um, Neha you just taught me a few minutes ago about something called leadership in in VUCA volatile Mm -hmm. uncertain complex and ambiguous times and certainly this is one of them Uh, India's COVID rate had kind of spiked like everybody else's have gone way down um mm-hmm. there's a really amazing chart which obviously we can't show on the podcast but if you look at like last april they had kind of almost no cases um mm-hmm. by october they sort of spiked around 100,000 a day and that had declined and by uh sort of early 2021 they were almost at sort of like you know spring 2020 levels so they were mm-hmm. under 20 25,000 cases a day and suddenly, almost out of nowhere, really, like literally since the beginning of April, so in the last 20 days, it's gone from that low level, which looked like they had it under control, to more than 300,000 cases a day and rising, uh, which is terrifying to see. Then the spike is literally three times the size of the highest spike at the point where we thought COVID was at its worst. 
So, so this is very challenging. It's going to be very challenging in the country. Uh, it's going to be very challenging for the country. And it's got a, an overburdened healthcare system already that's obviously getting um, a shock to the system that's not really possible to manage. So let's talk about that. You know, Neha, you obviously uh, got a lot of close ties there. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. How are you thinking about it? And then, and then what can we do and how do we talk about managing in a situation like this? Yeah, no, um, thanks for talking about this because this is definitely top of mind for all of us. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to all our sprinkler family and my, you know, and my other family. So it's a very, very challenging time and definitely something unprecedented. So yeah, it's, it, uh, there's this concept, so to speak, on in leadership that we talk about um, challenging through, you know, leading through challenging times, like, which are highly volatile. There's uncertainty. Uh, you don't know, you know, whether you're going to find a bed or not find a bed. When is the situation getting over? Um, it's very complex. Uh, I was just scrolling through the Slack channel and just seeing all the messages. I don't know if you're on that channel, Grad. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, that in itself was just like, just going through those messages was a little overwhelming. And uh, I can't imagine the people in those situation, uh, in the situation, what they must be going through. And it definitely is very ambiguous. Um, the shortage of, you know, vaccines are being sold for in the black market, so to speak. And there's shortage of oxygen. There's, so it's a very, very challenging time. Well, what I'm also Absolutely. hearing is that the vaccines that are available in India, because they don't have, they're, they're using um, the AstraZeneca and I think it's another one I'm not familiar with, but they're, they're sort of an older version of a vaccine, like using part of the virus kind of classic way vaccines are made and they're not using the mm-hmm. mrna versions that pfizer and moderna invented and so mm-hmm. i've heard that the covid strains that are running through india right now are not are not affected by the vac- like the vaccine is not effective against them which makes this even worse mm. i mean i i not an expert on that so what i've heard from my my brother who's a pulmonologist He's a lung specialist in India. Hmm. He, his uh, patients, in his observation, people who are vaccinated are recovering faster. And uh, people people who have good, like an active lifestyle and have like good breathwork uh, practice, their lungs, their respirator- respiratory system is in good shape, are sort of recovering faster. But hmm. of course, the high-risk population the old age, um, you know, people who are older with a lot of comorbidities, uh, that gets exaggerated. And then I think what, like what he said was, even when the infection is cured, so you tackle COVID, the lung tissues are getting scarred. So that kind of is uh, like a complexity. So now, now it's not a COVID issue. It's like becomes a lung problem, right? And you need breath you need to be able to have a healthy set of lungs to be able to be alive. So, yeah, it's it's very challenging and it's not easy. I think 
even harder than being in that situation is watching someone go through it right like watching a that love sense fun. of helplessness right yeah. because you want to help but you know i we 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 can't go there they can't come here yeah. you know, we can't send stuff there I mean, it's, it's just like the whole thing is like there's so all these lockdowns and border shutdowns and stuff makes it really difficult to to lean in and help I mean, you can help with money like that, that, that's still moving around, but otherwise it's, it's very difficult. And, um, you know, it is interesting, like COVID is such a, a breathing disease. And mm-hmm. as the breath yogi, I mean, it must, you know, it must be like on your mind. Do you, do you think that there are exercises that people could and should be doing to help them be in a better spot in the unfortunate case where they might get COVID? Like, how would you, how do you think about that? And how do you talk to customer clients about that? Absolutely. And you don't go to a dentist only when you have a cavity or you don't brush your teeth when you have a cavity. You brush your teeth every day so that the cavity doesn't happen, right? right? Like on an average, a human being is barely using 30% of their lung capacity. We're not breathing well. I highly recommend everybody who's listening to this and even you, Grad, I don't know if you've read it. There's a book that was recently published by this author called James Nestor. It's called Breath. And he's done a lot of, he's a journalist and he went through the world. He's done 10 years of research and breathing practices. His doctor sent him actually to the workshop that I teach, um, the Sky Breath Workshop. And it, it helped him get better. And then he got so intrigued by it. And like, this is his quote. He's like, no matter how much exercise you do, no matter how much organic food you eat, if you're not breathing well, you're missing out on having great health. So absolutely, um, there is plenty of breathwork exercises, which I think like if I had the power, I would be like, it's like brushing your teeth. You know, you don't brush your teeth and be like, oh, maybe I should brush my teeth. Like, come on, it's it's what's keeping you alive. Taking anywhere between five to 25 minutes to do your practice. It's like, think of it as compound interest. If your lungs are in good shape, it's, they're going to serve you well into your old age. Yeah, it's actually called Breath, the New Science of a Lost Art. Yeah. By James Nestor. Huh. This is Elizabeth Gilbert, who's the author of Big Magic and Eat, Pray, mm-hmm. Love. Mm-hmm. She, she's got a little quote on it. She goes, a fascinating scientific, cultural, spiritual, and evolutionary history of the way humans breathe and how we've been doing it wrong for a long, long time. Wow. That sounds like, amazing. The quality of our breath is dependent on our ability to exhale well. Interesting. Okay. So if you're exhaling well, the inhalation automatically happens, but absolutely, like you got to exercise those muscles. Not only is it going to help you with COVID, but, you know, the basic mechanism by which we get energy on a cellular basis, cellular level is, you know, uh, metabolism. It's like cellular respiration Hmm. and uh, we need oxygen for that. We need to exhale the carbon dioxide. 60% of our toxins are excreted through the breath. So it's a very, very potent modality. And you're doing it all the time. 
I don't understand. Sometimes it actually baffles me. Like people, when they tell me some of my really, really busy clients, they're like, oh, no, no, no. I just have like 10 minutes today. I was like, okay, at least you're doing 10 minutes. But uh, the days I get their text, okay, you know, I'm going to have to miss today. I'm like, okay, like you don't have like five, 10 minutes to breathe. Like, come on, you're already breathing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. 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 No, so, I, very important. So, so how are you, how are you interacting with people that you know in India right now? What's the, you know, mm. you're, you're talking to them or what, what else, what else are you doing or how are you thinking about that? And I'm glad you asked that question because I was actually before this session, I was putting together a presentation for a team, like a, like, you know, a team leader who reached out to me. So I'm doing a session for his team tomorrow morning. And I was thinking about it, you know, like, what there's so much of content that we can put in it and as I start to think about it I was like you know I don't want to give them a training I want in my opinion a hallmark of a good leader is authenticity and I think it it takes a lot of tremendous amount of courage to be authentic this situation calls us calls for us to first be real it's not about how you can be strong Let's let's acknowledge and accept that it's a really, really hard place to be. But I'm curious to hear from you, like, Grad, if you were in India, like at this time, and if you were kind of like managing a team, what would you do? What, what kind Ooh. of support would you need? That's a tricky question. I have to be careful with that because, you know, I'm not there right now and I don't want to... Mm-hmm. You know, Pavatar, who is there and who is managing that team, is doing an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, so let me talk a little is. bit about what Pavatar is doing. I don't want to. I will. I will talk a little bit about some of my leadership beliefs in mm-hmm. times like this. And you know, everyone has a different way of of, of dealing with this kind of stuff. And they're mm-hmm. not. I don't think there's a right or wrong. There's just different styles. And I have a style that works for me. That that many people who work for me are with me have enjoyed but i'm sure some don't and there are other styles out there which you know kind of probably work in different ways right uh so i'll get to that in a second but i i mean let me just kind of credit pavatar for a second you know, so so pavatar singh if you if you i don't know if i've talked about pavatar extensively but pavatar is our cto at sprinkler he has been at sprinkler for eight years uh almost since its inception and I've been working sort of hand in glove with uh, Raji Thomas, our founder, uh, from the very beginning, or nearly, nearly the very beginning. And, and Pavatar is one of those rare uh, sort of genius CTOs. Very, very, I don't, I mean, I don't even know how Raji found him, but I would say that, and well, actually, Raji would say, again, I don't forget about what I would say. Who cares what I would say? Raji would say that a uh, big part, if not most of the part, a sprinkler success is attributable uh, to Pavatar. And I've had a chance to work with him very closely now for the last three years and obviously knew him somewhat for you know years previously as a customer. And uh, and he he is an unusual and a brilliant character. And what, what I think is um, really genius about him is he's got this very unusual combination of very, very innovative engineering insight and um, thinking. So he's a, a, a brilliant engineer, uh, exceptional 
brilliant engineer. But he's also able to talk to customers uh, in a very compelling and very effective way. Um, he's a great people leader. He's able to, and he's grown in his people leadership. He would say that, but he's continuing. But he learns, like he he's con, you know very consistently wants to learn about it, and he is um, a fantastic at execution uh, and getting things done and making things happen. And it's there's an that's an unusual mix. Like often you'll see a brilliant engineering thinker but maybe that's not the person you want to get the things done with. Or you'll see a brilliant engineering thinker and, you know, oh my gosh, don't put that person in front of a customer. Or you mm. see a brilliant engineering thinker and it's like, ay, 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 no, make sure they don't, hand, make sure they don't manage people, right? That's <laughs> classically, yeah. those things are always true, right? And yet Pavatar is somehow able to cross all four of those unusual streams. So he's, he's a singularly talented individual. And it's been interesting to for me um, interesting may not be quite the right word. It's been a good learning experience. It's probably a better way to put it. To for me to watch the way that Pavatar has been very consistently escalating the situation in India, advocating for his team, advocating for his people, doing some incredible things. I, I'm not sure I can even say what he's doing. I just say making calls to important people let's just put it that way okay but like really important people and um and he has actually a lot of very interesting connections inside the indian government and the indian political spectrum and so he's pulling every string he can and reaching in everywhere he can reach and he is like all over this thing 30 ways to sunday and he's doing it in a calm way mm. um he's not freaking out or panicking but he's but he's consistently just on it 24 7 uh pushing all of us on the elt and we didn't need a ton of pushing but he was very like as soon as things started to get bad like as soon as like the first glimmers of this is like this is different this time start he started alerting us mm -hmm. so probably about two weeks two and a half weeks ago he said hey we got a problem here and it's going to become worse so we still so we actually had time as an elt to get ready for this and think about it and have plans in place, um, which we wouldn't have had if we had, you know, a less, a less engaged person in Pavatar. So I, I, you know, kind of tip of the hat and full kudos to Pavatar. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of what he's doing and how he's doing it. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in my, whatever small way I can, I want to try to help and support him as much as I can. And I actually, one of the things I'm enjoying about watching with Pavatar, watching Pavatar work is I, I feel like it's reasonably consistent with my own theory, which is, and I'll talk a little bit about kind of how I handled COVID in the early stages when it occurred a year ago with my team, which is as the leader, I think it's very important to remember that you're always on stage. Mm. Uh, you're, you're very, very heavily watched. Uh, I, I tried to lead with positivity. I tried to lead with humor. I tried to lead by, being relaxed and you know not freaking out and not ringing the bell and saying the doom is here like I and I, I actually modeled behavior by I traveled I went places I I yeah. was out and about I, I mean I, and I you know, wore a mask and I used Purell I know how to take care of myself and um, but I, I tried not to like you know kind of go so deeply into it that people would freak out by seeing my own behavior and I had a number of people on my team comment that you know, they, they said, you know, you may not realize how much it's appreciated that you are 
behaving the way you are, that you're calm, that you're mm-hmm. taking these things in stride. And, and um, whereas there's other, there's other leaders and other leadership philosophies, which is, you know, when things get like this, you know, freak out, you know, and, you know, spend a ton of energy. And like, then that's like a thing that, that can work too, I guess. But uh, that's not for me. That doesn't work for me. And I, I try to model myself in a different way. So I think, and I think I see Pavatar doing that. I see Pavatar yeah, calmly leading his team, yeah. right? Um, he's not like losing his mind over it and he's doing everything he can mm-hmm. to help his team and get in there and uh, trying to make a, make a difference. And, and I think as this philosophy of being a family mm-hmm. comes to life, you know, these are times when you really test that family philosophy. And I, I feel like we're at this moment, we're, we're passing that test really well. So that's kind of a bit, a bit more of a longer answer than you may have been thinking of what you're getting, but that's, that's, that to me is sort of a embodies some of the thinking I have around leadership, particularly in crisis, which is never let that crisis be something that affects you. Yeah, no. And it's, you know, when we talk about that leading through VUCA times, one of the most essential skills is, uh, not only being authentic and aware, but having very high degree of emotional intelligence, right? Which right. includes being emotionally aware of what's going and what's happening within, and then having the ability to emotionally regulate. I mean, I'm sure it's not that people don't have feelings. It's just that they're, they have that high degree of awareness where they're then able to intervene before the thought becomes a feeling you know, and be able to regulate that. So it's, uh, I don't know if you saw this World Economic Forum, they released this report about the top skills that are needed for 2022, 25, sorry. And emotional quotient is one of them. So, and and when you were talking about Pavitar, the things, the two things that stand out to me about Pavitar are like one, his ability to be vulnerable, he mm. is such a champion for mental totally. health. Like he's been on my panel. He he talks openly about it. He's such an advocate. He's really a very, I say, very self-confident, courageous leader. And the second thing is his EQ is very high. He's perceptive and he he, he doesn't shy away from calling it what it is. So, uh, yeah, no, and... Getting back to your question about like how, how I'm, you know, sort of what I'm, what my sort of proposed solution is like, I think the, f- the three things, the first thing is mindset. The second is a set of tools and the third is community. So having the mindset, uh, which is like be human. It's okay. If you're feeling sad, you know, your, your colleague is in the hospital. It's going to affect you. Mm-hmm. Raji actually said to everybody, you know, don't worry about work. Like, worry about you, worry about your family, worry about yeah. your friends, worry about your colleagues. Like that, like, connect with each other. Um, work will be fine. We'll figure it out. Like, we'll get to that when we get to that. But right now, you know, it's important that you take care of yourselves. I thought that was great. I thought I that was so great too. leadership as well and great guidance. I think so too. I think so too. And just him saying that, I'm sure gave permission to a lot of people because I'm sure, like, I don't know, I don't want to, you know, give out any details, but there were questions this morning, 
in the town hall where I think people were like, okay, if I take vacation, is this right. going to get, you know, like right. sort of affect my overall vacation and stuff. So I think I'm so glad that um, he did right out of the get- gate sort of give everyone that permission and like champion that. So uh, and I Diane did a great job too, right? Diane did a really nice job of saying, yeah. hey, we're going to figure all this out and we're going to do it in a way that's consistent with sprinkler values. Mm-hmm. And what's great about having a culture like Sprinkler's culture. And, and, you know, we've been on a little bit of a journey with that over the last, you know, five years, right? But mm-hmm. I think we've really got in an amazing spot right now. And what's great about that is that when Diane says, uh, and so just just in case, sorry, uh, Diane Adams is our chief culture and talent officer. Raji Thomas is our CEO. Avatar Singh is our CTO. But when 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 Diane says, we're going to do it in a way that's consistent with the Sprinkler culture. The culture is now so strong that people are able to like, they don't need to know the details anymore. Yeah. They're like, okay, like I, I, I will at some point need to know the details, but I don't need to worry about the details mm-hmm. because I know this is going to be done in a way that's fair. That's, you know, that's like, there's just a whole bunch of things that are embodied in saying it's going to be done by, by the Sprinkler way. That makes people know that they'll be treated correctly. They'll be treated like family, and they'll be treated in a way that'll be, you know, whatever the situation requires. And that's very compelling. Yeah, you know? and it's a great spot to be in to for because like people are always suspicious all the time. But we've got a culture now where we've consistently behaved in a way that people know how we're going to behave the next time, which is a little bit to my philosophy, right? Like you want to be you want to be consistent enough as a leader. That people can start to predict how you're going to react, and uh, and I have that all the time. People say to me, "I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to say, tell you this anyway." And I think that's a good thing. I think yeah. it's a really good thing that people know what yeah. you're going to say because it shows that you've got some consistency, and they're not like, "Oh my God, what's going to happen this time?" It's that's yeah. very hard for people to always sit on tender hooks. Yeah. No, and can't emphasize the importance of that, and that all of this uncertainty, at least something is certain. How we, what's right. our approach going to be, and. Diane, oh my God, like she's one of my, like she, she embodies. She's the rock star of rock stars. Like really, oh my God, like through all the things that she's personally been through, just displaying, embracing that vulnerability and also self-compassion and compassion, right? So uh, I was talking about the mindset. So be human, vulnerability, compassion for yourself and for others. It's okay to be sad. And then the tools. So breath work, absolutely. And really taking this scope of what's in my control and what's not, right? We can't, I don't know if how much control we have over making new hospitals and, you know, all of that kind of infrastructure. But we do control. I think one of the things that I do want to press is taking responsibility for yourself, right? Like, it's just like how you go in an airline and they say, in the case of a crash, you wear your mask first. So, you know, like, so please, like, the five principles, hydrate, sleep enough, get enough rest, eat proper, light, digestible, nutritious meals, oxygenate, do some breath work, do some movement, and then watch your thoughts. Uh, because, you know, thoughts make you feel a certain way, which kind of changes the chemical balance. So getting grounded in the reality of life is, you know, a yogic principle, a very sort of cornerstone yogic way of living is what is the reality of life? 
you know the good times don't last forever and the bad times also do not last forever hmm so yeah i think about it. yeah it's like 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 look back at our own life you know there've been so many crises and like i don't want to name them but it seemed so hard but you know the, that's the one thing about human race we adversity makes us reach a whole new level so but at the same time you know even the hard times don't last forever so it's hard but staying grounded and watching our thoughts okay what is always coming back like what's in my control and what's not and you, you made a you made a comment a few minutes ago about compassion and uh i'm not, i'm not sure you contrasted it but there's pity and there's compassion yes would you mind spending like 2 minutes on that like just just cuz i think people go to pity very quickly uh and i think there's a big difference between pity and compassion and that's just could you just expand on that a little bit think yeah, about sure. you know tell me how you think about those as different elements yeah and in fact it's one of the cornerstones of yoga right how do we deal like yoga is a system of high vitality living so you're friends with the people who are happy you have compassion for people who are going through hard times and the difference between compassion and pity in my opinion is pity comes with this notion of oh poor thing it's a little disempowering like oh mm. poor thing what's going to happen to you compassion comes with the thing that i know it's hard but i also know you can go through it you got this it's like watching a butterfly being birthed so you know you're going through the metamorphosis it's not pleasant but you know they're going to turn into a butterfly so it's like ah oh, it's hard but i know you're grounded in the reality of life that this is not all what it is this is going to change because everything changes change is the one constant so coming from that space of oh okay this is going to change and if this person is facing this challenge then they absolutely have the ability to face it and overcome it so mm. then it's it's almost like you know like how uh when when the child is trying to study and crying like i don't understand and the mother is like you can do it continue you can do it come on keep going so it's a little bit of an encouragement but at the same time you're not not acknowledging their feelings it's hard does that like oh, does that make sense does that do you do you, do yeah, you see like the difference yeah i like that a lot okay. i like that a lot actually it's really neat So let's talk a little bit about, you know, next steps. There is a PM Cares site in India. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Yeah, I have. Mhm. Yeah, so it's the Prime Minister's Citizen Assistance and Relief in Emergency Situations Fund. So it's aimed at strengthening the fight against COVID-19 and research. And so um Modi's saying, "Hey, let's let donate here." and so you can donate as a citizen domestic donations uh they also will take foreign donations on credit and debit cards and they'll take foreign donations in wire transfers and swift payments uh this feels like the right place to donate this sort of kind of goes to like the top of the pyramid 
and there's uh and they've got uh you know kind of an app on uh COVID-19 tracking and citizen volunteers and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, you know, that's that's sort of like where I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some money against that today. But uh, what else what else would you recommend in terms of if you've got people in India that you care about, people that you want to help, what would you uh, also recommend people do? Yeah, I I would say like the three things. Acknowledge it's hard. You don't have to pretend like you're, you know, you have to have it together. It's a hard time. And then please take responsibility for yourself. It's not selfish. Uh, just, you know, it's it's actually the most responsible thing to do. And uh, reach out, lean in. Cannot, like, you don't have to do this alone. We may not have, like, a magic wand uh, but uh, that, you know, can make all the problems go away. But that's the beauty of the human experience. We go through it together. We will get through it together. So you're not alone. And um, those would be my three things. Acknowledge. Yeah. Acknowledge, accept, take responsibility, do the things that you can do, especially to take care of yourself and then what you can do to help others. And and that would also in itself help a lot with the spread, right? Like uh, if don't put yourself in harm's way and um, and lean in on the community, be there for someone, reach out to someone if you need, even if you just, you know, like want to talk about stuff. Sometimes it just helps to share the burden. All right. Okay. Well, Neha, that was great. An important episode. And, you know, I think we had an interesting discussion around leadership, the challenges that India is facing. Obviously, that's a leadership issue as well uh, mm-hmm. for India. And uh, we'll be um, watching closely. If you can donate to PM Cares, do that. Uh, if you want to help in other ways and you've got some ideas that we don't have right now, please send them our way. Uh, you can ping us on you know kind of any channel that we're on and um and i'm on all of them uh, but just you know probably dm me on twitter is probably the best way which is at gradcon g-r-a-d-c-o-n-n and uh any last any any, any last thoughts uh do you want yeah. do you want do you want to end on a breath thought yeah. of some kind okay absolutely let's do that. absolutely so we i want to like let's do the full abdominal breath Nice. Uh, okay. uh, let's do the full abdominal breath. You can do it lying down if you're tired of sitting, or you can do it sitting. Up. It's been a long day, but I'm going to stay sitting. For, <laughs> okay. If I lie down, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, no, I hope not another surgery. That's a bad joke. Yeah, no, 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 no more surgeries today. Okay. I'm uh, holding off. I got my MRI the other day. It was disastrous. Oh, my God. My, oh my knee God. is a complete mess. I'll have to read my MRI. I'm gonna, I'll do that in one of my upcoming episodes. I'm going to read my MRI the one, results out. The one you just had surgery on? No, no, the right. No, that one's fine now. The, the right knee okay. is a, just like an absolute. Like it's a. Oh. It's like a. It's a, oh my gosh! It's like it's like a. It's a hornet's nest inside there. Yeah. So um, I'm surprised I'm walking on it actually. Um, but yeah, it was it's pretty compelling MRI. Yeah, results. and you're doing so much Pilates and stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, and I'm fine. You know, I'm actually. Okay. I mean, I, I've I've learned how to isolate the pain of it, and you know, I, I've had it in a separate drawer, and I keep that drawer <laughs> shut most of the time. Um, but uh, but I was actually I, I I I couldn't help but share it with my girlfriend, and she like instantly started treating me nicer. So it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I got some pity. 
out of the gate, which is great. Uh, uh, anyway, so okay. let's uh, let's let's do that. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay sitting, but if you're gonna lie okay. down, lie down. Okay. Okay. So let's close the eyes if you're comfortable, and if you want to keep your eyes open, then just you know, like 30 degrees. Fix your gaze uh, at an object about 30 degrees in front of you, and place your palms on your thighs. Bring your attention inwards, and let's just start with. A quick check-in. How are you breathing right now? How's the breathing? Is it short? Is it shallow? Are you breathing deeply? Is the breath choppy? Is it smooth? We're just no judgment. We're just simply becoming aware. Notice how much of like what's the movement in the chest. And take a normal breath in. Then exhale, relax, and for the abdominal breath, bring your right palm, place it on your stomach, and you can take your left palm and place it on your chest. And now we'll breathe in, and as you breathe in, let the air expand the waist fully in all directions. Imagine like making your waist broader, and then you breathe into the chest, expanding the chest in all directions. And you breathe in till your collarbones lift up, and then you exhale, pull the navel in, and imagine you have a belt around your waist, and it's making your waist tiny. So you're squeezing the air out of your lower lobes, and then squeeze the air out of your chest. Breathe out fully till you can breathe out no more, and then we'll do this a few times. So let's get started. Palms in position, right palm on your belly. Left palm on your chest, and for the abdominal breath through the nose, breathe in two, three, four, five, six. Hold the breath. Let the air expand the belly, the chest, and as you breathe out, pull the navel in. Make your waist tiny. Squeeze the air out of your lungs. Breathe out fully, and breathe in. To continue, let the air expand the waist fully forward, sideways. Breathe into the chest, expand it forward. Breathe until your collarbones lift up, and as you exhale, strong contraction in the belly. Pull it in, make your waist tiny, and squeeze the air out of your lungs. Breathe out fully, and let's continue. Breathe in, two, three, four, five. Six, out, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Breathe in, two, three, four, five, six. Till your collarbones lift up. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Breathe in, two, three, four. Till your collarbones lift up. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. In, two, three. Four, out, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Last two. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Till your collarbones lift up. Exhale. Strong contraction in the navel. Pull the belly button in. Make your waist tiny. Squeeze that last bit of air out. Last one. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And relax. Keep your eyes closed for a moment. You can relax the palms. Place them on your thighs. And now notice the quality of your breath. Notice, maybe the breath is a little more deeper, a little bit more fuller, and a little bit more effortless. Notice the state of your mind. And just bring your attention inwards and let's just send some positive energy to everybody in India. May everybody have the strength to go through these challenging times. May they find the resources, the support, the courage and may they be healthy. Take a deep breath in and as you exhale, bring your palms together, rub them gently, generate some heat and place them on your eyes let the eyes absorb the heat and when you're ready you can slowly open the eyes hmm, that's amazing yeah are you breathing a little bit deeper yeah well i mean pilates helps a lot because it's yeah. a very breathing oriented thing but yeah yeah, that was good. It was like, it's like my, I think by the end of a day of 12 hours of Zoom meetings, it's probably a good idea to have a reminder on mm -hmm. how to breathe. Um, all right. So, Neha, that was a good episode today. Um, our thoughts go out and our feelings go out and our hearts go out to everyone uh, in India and particularly our fellow sprinklerites. And uh, if you need help or if you need anything, uh, please hit me up on slack or any other channel that you want to uh i'm here and uh i'm sure the same is true for you neha and yeah. uh, we will um sort of check in in a week uh for everyone else listening have a great week breathe and breathe yes please breathe, yes, and, yes and and be thankful for the amazing lives that you lead all right for the cxm experience i'm grad khan goodbye neha see you next week and i will see you next time